Welcome back, Quest fans, to more live coverage of a standard delivery mission turned intestinal. The Mortal Dawn is knee-deep in digestive fluids, but they're not showing signs of stopping. This is the kind of unexpected wild action you can only find on the League of Ultimate Questing. <laughs> All the blacksmiths in Whitefall couldn't forge a blade big enough to butcher this living dungeon. I mean, how much XP do you think a behemoth like that would bank? Enough to turn a peasant into a paragon with a lifetime supply of worm steak. The team seems to have picked up a trail. Who knows where it will lead them? For all we know, the Mortal Dawn could be walking headfirst into darkness and their demise. Stay tuned to find out how mortal this dawn really is. Mortal Dawn has been venturing their way through the tunnels and corridors inside of this giant creature that has consumed them in the breathless sands. And now they stand before these crashing gates, these huge valves of flesh that seem to slap shut and then fly open every few seconds, very close to each other. It seems like quite a treacherous path to uh, try to move through, but it seems like it is definitely the route that you need to take. Morty uh, affirms that <laughs> horses... Um, Lots of blood. 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 Crash. 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 And there's again this just like constant <clears throat> that just echoes through everything under your feet, filling the whole chamber with this bassy thumping. Are the gusts of wind still so strong as they were in the, the main tunnel? We can move around pretty freely? You can. You okay. were past the chamber that had the intense blasts of wind. You can still kind of feel the draft from behind you, but it's still, it's like a good 30, 40 feet behind you. And there are no um, enzymes here, right? You don't see any gooeys on the wall. Okay, so we've got a little time to prepare for this. We're not being pushed. You don't see any kind of uh, thing pushing you forward or causing you to uh, not just take your time. Uh, can I use uh, medicine to try and surmise what's going to be on the other side of this Certainly, yeah. 15 plus five, 4, 19. Uh, you're guessing that these are crashing gates that are probably evolved in... The creature's biology is obviously not like something you've seen before, but you're guessing this is a, a heart region. Mm -hmm. um, the other side of this is probably closer cavity to the heart itself, or whatever this beast has in equivalence of that. Um, you can just peek through and see that there's a wide open chamber, but it's just, just beyond your sight and dark, and you only get it for like a split second. Gotcha. Well, obviously we're headed into the heart. As you can tell from, you know, the thumpa thumpa thumpa. <laughs> is this environment still acidic or has the acid gone down? You don't seem, uh, if you like press on the walls, you get like a little bit of a secretion, but it doesn't seem like there's liquid pools anywhere. Secretions. Mm. <laughs> Juicy dungeon. This is this is a very triggering episode for <laughs> people, I'm sure. Just, everything is gross. This is the, <laughs> the vor chapter. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we can kill two birds with one stone. What birds? Fine, giant sand lizard. I don't know. What makes you think this is lizard? I don't know. What else would be out in the desert? Sandworm, sand dragon. This giant hair. <laughs> the biggest bunny. <laughs> Subterranean death rabbit. Get him, Morty. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> <laughs> but Morty looks to these crashing fleshy walls and kind of whimpers. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe I should go first because um, I'm the biggest. Yes, yeah, stretch for oh. that reason. This is good. Well, let me let me try something first, mm -hmm. uh, and I think Chris will try a frostbite to see if it can affect anything. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll me an Arcana check. All right. Ooh. Mm, I, I think I will use a bit of luck. This is your last one for the day. This is my last one. Don't fail me. Ooh. Okay, that is an eighteen. All right, um, you're specifically using your cold magic? Yes. Okay, uh, you think that focusing your, your kind of ray of frosty, frostbite type magic, you could slow some of the valves enough to give the next person who tries to maybe pass through advantage, because um, you will slow them down just enough to get a little extra timeline. Okay. Uh, would you like to try to move through Arvid? It sounded like you were going to lead the charge on that. I think so. So I'm going to have you do me, uh, I'm assuming, an athletics check to just... Book it through very quickly when you have that very brief opening, using your strength to push you along. And mm -hmm. I will frostbite it. Perfect. So you have advantage on this because Chris helped you with this. Got some distance on those ones. Yeah. And you have a plus five, so that is definitely enough. Uh, you time it where you literally, like, the, the wall that crashes behind you, you, like, plant your foot against it and vault through the very last bit. And Arvid disappears into the dark chamber beyond. Um, and actually, because follows you like a puppy. He rolled an 18 as well, and he also has a plus five, so uh, Morty leaps right behind Arvid. Good dog! 
It's all you. I pat him on the arm and give him uh, guidance. Nice. Mm. No, I, I think one of you should go first. No, I think maybe you. Uh, I think Chris will probably use his last, uh, I think it's his last level, one for the day and cast a uh, cold chromatic orb to give myself the biggest advantage and freeze as much as possible. If you want to, you can certainly do that. You can use many skills to get through here besides athletics. Arvid used athletics because that's what they do, but you could probably time it out with a very keen perception check, or you could try to slide through cunningly with an acrobatics. Um, you can sell me on all kinds of ways you want to pass through these gates. <laughs> um, okay. For example, using Arcanics to give someone else advantage is an excellent way to utilize one of your skills to boost someone else's ability to get through. Yes. I'm going to imagine myself on the other side and use perception here we go <laughs> nice with the mind's up. <laughs> uh i'm trying to figure out a very relevant way of doing it i would like to in- investigate the timing of things perfect oh yeah okay that's that's a 21 total fantastic so awesome. what you do is while you're passing through carefully and cautiously as you can your keen eyes being up close to these things you realize there's just enough room between a couple of the valves that you could stand lengthwise and not get squished and it does slam on each side of you kind of ruffling your clothes and mussing your hair a bit but you find a way to uh, pass through making a stop halfway and then moving the rest of the way through joining arvid and morty on the other side of the wall and as soon as chris gets on the other side he's gonna like cast mending to fix his hair (laughs) perfect doesn't even touch his hair just (laughs) uses magic mending i throw guidance on artifacts i was gonna i'll i'll put guidance on artyom as well do you want to go hand in hand i grab his hand awesome (laughs) let us go on three (laughs) <laughs> One. What are you rolling? Uh, I'm going acro- acrobatics, I guess. Okay, how sure. about you? Yeah. I, well, we can do acrobatics together. You both have an extra D4. Joint acrobatics. This is adorable. I love this. <laughs> the two creepiest members of the party just came <laughs> down here. <laughs> not, not great. Uh, four to eight. Seven. Seven plus two plus three. So there we go. Twelve. Twelve. I got. I got a. I got a four on the guidance die, which is good because I rolled a five on the D twenty, <laughs> which puts me to ten total. <gasps> okay, which is double digits. <laughs> double digits. You're not wrong. Which is better than single digits. That is a fact. Yeah. Um. So together, you guys charge through. There's definitely enough room, shoulder to shoulder, for both of you to fit. Uh, but the timing is very difficult using acrobatics and holding hands, and plus this is just a very difficult chamber to dash through. You do get, you do make it, but on the way, a couple of them slam like into your arms as you're holding each other's or your like tail, and you just get kind of beaten and bustled up as you bust through. You both take five points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> God has abandoned us! <laughs> <laughs> um, but you do pass through onto the other side, having passed the gate. So, a little worse for wear. Uh, could have been far, far worse. And after making it through the deadly crashing gates, you step into a wide domed room joining Arvid and Christ and the doggy dog. Um, the ground is covered in a thick, viscous liquid that is red and kind of coppery smelling. It just lingers in the air. And the pinkish walls are ribbed and seem to pulse with the strange beating of the valves behind you. You see an exit on the other side of the passage across the room, uh, but your way is blocked by ten figures. They look like humans with pale skin and hairless heads. They wear a kind of strange hide armor made of shiny membrane adorned with bits of bone and ribbons of sinew. Each of them carries a heavy spear topped with a large tooth-like blade. The one in front, heads taller than the others, has a carapace helm on his head and a dark eye patch covering chemical burns on one side of his face. While the creatures hold their spears at the ready, they don't seem overly aggressive, and their leader steps forward looking you over as he speaks in a gruff common. Outsiders! You have survived the trial of the Great Maw. It seems you have been chosen for your luck and strength. I wish you to follow us back to our village. You will be welcome here in our home. If you have come here as foes, we will protect our land. And you will be made part of the Great Cycle. You come with us. Now. And the other hunters seem to, like, instinctively follow his word and just kind of hold their spears at the ready. I think he means to make poop of us if we say no. There's a village? What the fuck? Do you have a chest matching this description? It fell in with us. It is unknown. Where do the unknown things go? The seekers collect. The cultists send their things to the Great Maw. When was the last time you saw um, outsiders? Hmm. Yesterday. Earlier today. Did one of them have uh, some very fine stockings? What are stockings? Oh, or, or a shoe kind of like this. 
Hmm. I don't think so. He's our friend. Tell us if you find him. You come to village. I am not good to explain. Others are. I walk up to him and offer my hand. To call. And his hand is just massive. Like he wraps around your whole forearm. He's a human, but he's large. Like just a big boy. Mm. You come. I see no reason not to. Yeah, the All right, these uh, hunters kind of surround you guys. They're not like holding you at spear point, but they are kind of escorting you in sort of a entourage fashion. Um, flanked by the group of hunters and walking somewhat at spear point, you emerge from the passage into a huge open area with domed ceilings almost 100 feet high. The walls are dense, uh, wrinkled flesh held aloft by massive chitinous ribs stretching upward like pillars. A gentle stream of acrid liquid flows downward into the center of what appears to be a village built in this huge cavity. Nearby, you see buildings constructed using scavenged bits and pieces of wood and stone and other building materials, alongside clusters of large domed huts made of thick purple leathery flesh. Near the center of town, there is a tall stone tower that seems to have been rebuilt several times. The number of people moving about and working on small tasks is staggering, Dozens and dozens of humans of all ages with strangely pale skin and hairless heads. Some are drying membranes mounted on wooden stakes. Some are repairing buildings with strange, unfamiliar crafting tools. And there are young warriors in hide armor training with spears and rings carved into the fleshy ground. It appears to be a thriving society. There are fleshy sheets of tarp stretched throughout the acrid stream that seem to work like a dam. The stream gets clearer and clearer as it passes through them as it emerges into clear water in the center of the village. At the far end of town, people are gathering around a large bonfire, cooking various meats and strange-looking produce on long spits. You notice that no smoke comes off of the fire, but the smell of cooking food fills your nostrils even at this distance. In the dead center of the village stands a massive statue of a coiled worm roaring into the sky. It has six eyes and a series of round flippers down each side. Its teeth are long and jagged, and the statue looks like it's made of one solid piece of stone. The leader of the hunters makes a military gesture to a figure standing atop the stone tower who vanishes out of sight. After a moment, another figure emerges from the door at the base of the tower. It's hard to distinguish male from female here, but as they get nearer, you can recognize it as an older woman. Uh, and it's clear that she is uh, an elder here and has a very kind face. She wears soft flowing robes of thin silk-like flesh. A wide purple stripe of paint adorns the center of her face. She approaches the group with her hands clasped as the hunters around you uh, start to disperse into the village, save for their tall leader who introduced himself as Ducal. Welcome, outsiders. It isn't often that we receive those from beyond our village. Oh, it is clear that the Great Ma has chosen you to join us for our celebration. Oh, I'm sorry for the hardships that you have faced in making it here, but this is a sacred place, and only the worthy may enter. This is the village of Craw, where our people have thrived for hundreds of years, by the grace of our great deity, the master, the great Maw, the provider and the protector. My name is Mother Mish. I am one of the elders of the village and a member of the Holy Order of the Children of the Maw. And you are welcome to join us in our feast and rest here safely at our village. The dangers of this land do not tread into this place. We're having a celebration of great bounty, as our God has recently been generous to us. The Maw hungers and we all reap the benefits of our Lord's voracious appetite. Blessings to us all. And she glances up to the tall armored figure in his thick armor with his chitinous helm and spear in hand, and she smiles gently. And I do apologize if Ducal gave you a rough welcome. He is the commander of our hunters, and he's very protective of our home, for which we are grateful. You must have many questions, and you look very tired. We'll feast and rest for now, and in the morning I will be happy to answer any and all questions that you have, but I must go and speak with the leader of our church, the High Metabolist Gurul. And she points to that stone tower. Until we meet again, outsiders. She gives you kind of a gesture with holding both of her hands up and hobbles off in a very peaceful manner. I give her a very obvious and obnoxious thumbs up. <laughs> and uh, Ducal just kind of looks down to the four of you and gestures out towards the village and says, Don't make any trouble. We will be watching, but please... Enjoy yourself. Though I'm super excited about meat house. I bet they are eating our horses. This is likely. Anybody else scared about what the bounty is? If you think it's anything other than meat, I'd be curious to hear. The village is yours to explore. As again, you see the hunters like training in their ring, like these young warriors practicing with their spears. And there's just like groups of children all around the fire, like getting handed these slabs of cooked meat and strange alien vegetable things cooked on spits. 
and there's people just at work the the economy here is just thriving as far as like the repairs everyone seems to have a job again very difficult to distinguish male from female but they don't seem to treat it as any sort of thing they're just about their day you are getting a lot of looks though i can't imagine why pretty ordinary group here yeah not only are we new people we're a bunch of weird looking new people i want to know about uh how this got started they have to have some kind of first figure i bet there are great stories can we stay for a little while why are you looking at me like i'm going to tell you you do whatever you want chris um whoever i'm sure we could but we do have this quest to complete and meat does tend to expire it is refrigeration with magic Oh. I'm very excited. So fancy. Can Morty still smell the horses? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Meat everywhere. Lots of meat. Our meat? The horses? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Sorry, Ovid. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good boy, Mark. You're a good boy, Morty. <laughs> yeah, Bordy. You're the best boy. Gives you a big slurp. <laughs> and one thing you notice that's kind of strange is this entire domed cavity is somewhat lit. It seems like there's just kind of like light pouring in from this membrane. Chris would like to take a, a moment to look around and maybe try to attune to any magical sense within this village, if it exists. Sure. Uh, I'm going to roll knowledge of religion and see if that's the sun coming through some kind of membrane. Please, and you can go ahead and roll me an arcana check. 17 plus 4. Plus 2. You feel like it's that's a nine, like leftovers of the sun. Like it's Ooh. a it's a dwindling where the sun once was. Like it's it's definitely the real thing, but it's a washed out shadow of its former self. Mm. Like reflection absorbed or diffused. You're thinking it's probably an absorbed amount of light that's mm. kind of slowly seeping into the cavity. Bioluminescence. This is exciting. I got to say, this is not entirely dissimilar from that I'm used to. So, uh, the villagers seem aware of you, and uh, Dukal just starts to walk towards the village, and he says, I hunger, slamming his stomach a couple times. Out of curiosity, we're, we're inside of a creature right now. You think so? Does this make it easier for me to read? Can I just read its, its guts from the inside <laughs> to perform uh, my ritual, or do I need to disembowel something? I think uh, that, yeah, it's not an inside-out sort of thing. Part okay. of the killing of the creature and its life force seeping away is part of the whole ritual. That seems reasonable. I like the question, though. I like it very I much. Thought, I thought about it. I was like, well... And he turns back. You want food? Of course. Come. And it uh, leads you to the fire. And there's, again, children like playing around. It looks like there's some sort of makeshift celebration going on. And they carve these swaths off of this large meat cooking over it. Go ahead and do me a nature check. Are these people mostly human? Yeah, they look like they're all humans. Just like humans who have gone through a, some degree of physical mm, change. Seven. Uh, you're not sure what the meat is, but it tastes pretty good. Not seasoned real well. The, the differences in their bodies. Mm -hmm. Is it apparent in the children or do the children look like normal humans and then the adults look different? The children also seem to have no hair and just tend to be kind of pale. But none of them are unusually large like Ducal. Ducal? Ducal, yeah. He's just a really big guy. Um, no, they seem pretty... I mean, some of the hunters are, you know, real fit. Like, they have very fine physiques, but most of them look like pretty normal people. Slightly smaller than your average Leonin humans. Uh, Mr. Mr. Ducal? Hmm. Uh, can you tell us anything about... Uh, we saw these weird flying things earlier. Uh, I, I don't know what else is out here. The Cathar. The Cathar. They live near the mouth of the Maw. They harvest the things that cling to the wall. Mm. Those yeah. are the bat-looking things with the wings? Mm. I don't know bat. But Cathar fly. Mm. Mouths like round spears. They are scavengers. What else is here? Mm. The shifting caverns have the dangerous enzymes. Do you have seasons? Are there periods of time where you have bounty and maybe sometimes the Terlin? Mm. The Ma chooses when bounty comes to us. We are in a time of great feast. Everything comes through the mouth, I assume? The Seekers... <laughs> Take things. We only take what we need and give the rest to the Ma. To be greedy is to anger our god. Do you eat the Ma? Do you eat of its skin? Its flesh? Kind of pats his armor and stuff and be like, The lining of our great god grows back quickly and stronger than it was. We can harvest it and use it for paper and armor. But nobody cuts through. Nobody gets to the meat. The muscle. Our god is too great to cut. <laughs> what do you say about that? Artyom, we are guests. I'm simply saying. <laughs> you are welcome to try. After we eat, I wish to face you in the ring. You are the largest. Um, sounds like fun. I was actually curious to call, could you tell us who the, who built the craw? Mish. 
will tell you. She will answer all questions in the morning. I thought he said it mishbuilt. <laughs> I don't play the bills entire city. The great mother is much wiser than to call. She will answer with elegance and intelligence I do not have. Abundantly apparent. Looks strong, though. And this, like, the helm, it looks strange. It's, like, made of this, like, thick carapace that wraps around his eyes, and, like, his eye patch almost fits into one of the eye sockets. Side of his face just, like, burned. Have you or anyone in the village ever ventured outside of your god? Those who try will be consumed. I have a question. <clears throat> what happens to those who come from outside? Many join. It is rare, though. I do not read the histories. In my lifetime, I have seen only one or two from the outside. Bodies uh, that have perished. And none have joined. There are none living now who live who are from outside. Not in my lifetime. This does not bode well for us, I suppose. Mish may know, but none knows more than Gurul. Who is Gurul? The High Metabolist. Speaker of the Great Ma. This is the coolest name I've ever heard for a priest. He is super cool. <laughs> <laughs> I owe Gurul my life and will protect him at any word he gives. I like your god. Me this too. Is, this is fascinating. Most people I find, they all have stupid gods. Gods they imagine, the gods that have uh, fancy armor or other, other bullshit. You, you worship something you can see. And I like this. Our god is real, for we live within him. And he provides us things that I can touch with my hand, eat with my mouth, kill my foes with. And he holds up his huge bone spear. I know what you mean. I kiss the, uh, the, the sun emblem on my, on my neck. He doesn't seem to recognize the symbol. <clears throat> and uh, he's going to wander off, but stay within line of sight. Um, you're all offered a plate of food if you want it. It's just kind of handed out on this, like, folded membrane, almost like banana leaf-sized chunk of purpley flesh. I'll never say no to food. <laughs> can I can I roll a nature check to see if Haruthax can tell what it is? Absolutely. I just eat it. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> it's pretty good. The seasonings are like nothing you've ever experienced before. 17. That's horse meat. Okay. I had a feeling. It's very fresh. Haruthax will um, hold up a horse flank and be like, it is a horse meat. I suspected they were eating. Part of their great bounty was our beasts of burden. They, I figure we get to stay alive. They get some horses. Everybody wins. Better them than us. The guy who's cooking the meat who just has this like, huge, narrow like bone cleaver, and he like slaps the side of it, and he's like, This is much of meat we have. We have pl- plenty more. He says, pointing over to the side. The maw has given us a lot of meat. Look, and he points to this like building that's made of the, some of the found stone, and it looks like a storehouse with like a little bonish like fence wrapped around it. Full of meat. God is hungry. Many days worth. Morty, do you think any of the, um, any of the men we fought? He's like got a mouthful of this, like, <laughs> no one has seen anything like Morty before. The, he's probably the one getting the most attention. Little kid's like slowly walking over with his hand out. And he just like gets down like he's ready to play, like, <laughs> the kid backs up a little Horse-sized bit. sized dog. <laughs> <laughs> you bring us more meat? He says, gesturing to Morty. He's a friend. He's a friend. <laughs> he looks very sad. <laughs> yeah, Orvin, what? Um, do you think the uh, the men we fought earlier are anywhere nearby? The dead? Can you smell? And he, he kind of like wanders off and like starts to kind of like wander through the village. People like get out of the way. Like he like just climbs underneath someone's ladder that's like working on the side of a building and it like wobbles a little bit. Um, and he just like does a full pass around. He's like, maybe, maybe. Oh. Faint. Maybe gone. I'm going to draw a quick sketch of the symbol that was on the crates mm-hmm. and just, uh, I'm going to ask the, 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 the butcherman, mm-hmm. do you know, have you seen anything with this on it? Hmm. A fine picture. Uh, strange beast. And it, it, their symbol is like this deer that's like on a table with like an apple in its mouth. And you have not seen this anywhere? Hmm. Well, apparently it did not come through here. I think the seekers are probably going to be the thing we're going to have to speak with. Uh, so you guys are free to do anything you'd like here in the village of Kroth. They seem very accepting and welcoming of you. There's many strange sights and sounds to see, people to speak with. Um, and some of the food is like these weird, porous, like a large mushroom, but the inside of it's like fuzzy, like an artichoke heart. Um, it's a strange texture, but it's uh, edible. I'm going to look for anybody doing any kind of worship. Okay. Every now and then there are some people that uh, kind of go near the tower and around this statue of this huge stone worm that's carved up. Looks like that. And they don't do any kind of traditional, like, get down on their knees and pray kind of thing, but they'll just kind of stop and rest their hand on it for a moment and close their eyes. And, like, after they've eaten, particularly, they'll just you hear, like, a whisper of thanks. So very pragmatic. Mm-hmm. You feel like just their very existence seems like a form of worship. May I see your storehouse, where the meat is? Mm. I don't think they'd like outsiders there. That is for the high metabolist and the priests to decide what is done with. All right. 
We are waiting for some kind of ceremony. Um, they're letting you rest here for the night, and Mother Mish says that she will answer any of your questions in the morning, but she's engaging in some part of the ceremony at the tower. Um, but they're just having kind of a festival, like, hey, look, we got a lot of food, let's eat it. Tell me, meat cutest. Uh, when, uh, when do you usually go to bed? Mm, when it's dark. So this goes out, yes? Mm-hmm. Mm. Does it slowly fade or all at once? Slow. Keep track of day and night very easily with the powers of the great god. Interesting. And when we got eaten, eaten what time was it, roughly? Uh, you guys know it was daytime for you, so it's probably the next morning. And they said it had been like a hundred years that they lived in here, right? Hundreds of years. Yeah. Hundreds of years. So most of them have like probably no concept of actual day-night, I would think. They seem to speak that they have day and night-like cycles, they cycle. but they don't know what like sunrise or sundown. Right. Do you have illness here? Sicknesses? Very rarely. And you have doctors? People who care for your sick? The priests of the Ma have powers. The metabolist? The high metabolist is the leader. Why is it always the clergy who are expected to do the healing? This seems unfair. Uh, so Ducal comes and kind of grabs you by the sleeve and says, To the fighting pit! Okay. I wish to challenge the outsider. And he uh, pulls you in. <laughs> <laughs> and he throws you one of these bone spears and gestures to the circle and says, First one out, loses. And... Holds it at the ready. So what you're going to do is you're going to roll me three combat checks. Uh, and you're going to add your plus five. And you're going to add those three all together. All right. Um, so you guys are super evenly matched. Um, this guy is a very skilled warrior. You managed to just barely push him out of the ring near the end of your sparring match. But it goes on for actually quite a bit. Uh, and he seems impressed. Like it wasn't a, a resounding victory, but he definitely got caught off guard just a little bit. And he says, hmm. You have some skill. He points to the spear. Keep it. Thank you. <laughs> and he kind of grabs your hand in a big gesture of, of like warrior pride. Something you haven't experienced in a good ah! long time. Ducal, if you, if you ever need my services, just let me know. We will. <laughs> <laughs> same team, Arvid. Same team. <laughs> we are live in the booth with one of this season's top adventurers and party ranger for the Ivory Lions, Everin Sangar. Kip. Storm, pleasure to be here. Ev, your team's been ranking in more points on a cactus farmer this season. Uh, what's the vibe on the battlefield been for your team? Uh, well, Storm, it's been a wild ride. At the end of the day, it's just about dealing the most damage, making the most checks, and just working as a team. Uh, we've been dealing with some hard saves, but we can't let that stop us. Heal up when you can, and just keep moving forward. <laughs> That's uh, fascinating. Everin, you've been up to date on the wild turn of events from the rookie team, the Mortal Dawn. How do you feel about their impossible predicament? Uh, well, Kip, it uh, looks like they're in for a wild ride. But at the end of the day, they just got to deal the most damage, make their checks, make them good. They got to keep their ACs up and work as a team and keep moving forward. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, and what uh, what kind of plan do you guys have to keep uh, riding this winning streak? Uh, well, Storm, basic three-part plan is uh, all we got to do is deal the most damage, oh, uh, keep our saves and AC up. And, yeah, and you're going to work as a team. Gotcha. And this guy's about as interesting as a boiled potato, Kip. Let's, let's get back to the action. You are special. Yours is the light of the gods. You have been blessed by divinity. You will heal the darkness of this world. You are plain touched. Thou be the bearer of celestial radiance. Tune in every Wednesday for ASMR, ASMR, brought to you by the Nexus Enterprise. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it's your DM Law. I hope you're enjoying this chapter of the League of Ultimate Questing. For this chapter, I'm running a module that I recently published called Cult of the Maw through the Archives Publishing Group. 
If you want to get your hands on a copy of your own, you can visit DriveThruRPG and search for Cult of the Maw. It will contain some spoilers for the following episodes, but if you like the setting and want to run it for your friends, you can get your hands on the PDF and bring the action to your own table. It includes some downloads for some great colored maps, perfect for printing or using in online gaming platforms. Stay tuned for updates because we have a beautiful set of custom Cult of the Maw 2D miniatures that will be included with future bundles made by Printable Heroes. A full module, maps, miniatures, and a full chapter of your favorite adventure entertainment D&D podcast will hopefully make Cult of the Maw a module like no other. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more great adventure. So, tell me about what we have here today. Well, my grandfather used to be in the Ivory Guard, and during the Triad War, he traveled all over. Sometimes he came home with things that he had found. This is a dagger that he left in an old chest he kept in the shed before he passed some years ago. It seemed nice. Thought I could get a few gold for it. Well, what we have here is known as a Vendinar's Fang, which is actually a very enchanted ritual blade forged by the Wood Elves of Ilasar sometime in the Age of Legends. It's said that the blade was forged from the crown of an undead lord that had plagued the Ilian races for many decades, purified in sacred moonlight and washed in the tears of the Fallen's beloved. Well, at the right market, you could sell this dagger for twenty to 30,000 gold drachs. It is a sacred piece of elven history. Oh, my dear goodness. I used it to open my mail. Join us on Tuesdays for Artifice's Roadshow on the Nexus Enterprise. What are you? What are you? We are from Craw. I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they look to each other like they accept this answer. Like, yeah. Outsiders, outsiders. Do all of outsiders look like you? No. Do I look like him? I mean... They're like looking back and forth, trying to say, like figure out all the differences between all of you. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like looking him up and down, but like... Uh... To be fair, I have black scales. You have you have dark skin. Very you black. you probably look more like Haruthax than they do. How many outsides are there? One very big one. Well, not bigger than Ma. Imagine thousands and thousands and thousands of Ma's. You can see the mind just like <laughs> blown. This barely encompasses simply the one continent that we are on. Continent. <laughs> um, so uh, you are told by another one of the uh, members that comes out of the tower, clearly wearing these like, like religious robes, a much younger lad, and he's like, uh, there is an open hut that you may sleep in for the evening. An older couple that passed away. Very nice, thank you. I don't know. What should we do? What sort of agriculture do you have here? Uh, and he gestures towards the stream, and up along it, you can see people like kind of farming what looks like funguses that are like growing from the the stream near the dams. Um, and you can actually see when you look over there, there's a couple of members of villi- the village just going to the bathroom right over there. Taking a whiz and taking a dump, like, over by this uh, garden where these funguses are growing. Do you harvest anything at a distance? Do you, do you make transit to anywhere? Maybe a mine of some sort? Mm, the pit of consumption. Mm. That is where the metabolist and the high priests can commune with the Ma and give it its ritual sacrifices. And what do you usually sacrifice? Things that it consumes. Large animals from outside. Some of them gray with long noses. Some of them have blades growing out of their head. It has been hungry as of late. We have had many, many beasts and buildings and all sorts of creature. The Maw grows hungry. The Maw wishes to grow and give us more domain. And have you ever sacrificed someone of your own? Only yet they are willing. Interesting. Is that really a sacrifice then? I would say it is. <laughs> <laughs> Those who grow too old to work happily give themselves to the Maw. Those who commit crimes realize the error of their ways and give themselves to the Maw. Perhaps realize their error under duress. There is very little conflict here. Perhaps we could all be like them all. <laughs> I heard tales of the outside reading the old books that there is things like war and crime. Horrible things that humans should not experience. Easy enough to say when there is only you. It works so well here. Duh. Now imagine millions. All different. All with different ways of thinking. Different beliefs. Different gods. And then perhaps you judge war. It is fine. Someday they will all be here with us. How very ominous. <laughs> Is the mom a boy or a girl? 
the ma is all. The ma is existence. What are these concepts you speak of? Uh, sorry. Do, uh, have you ever gone... How far... How far does the... How far have... Oh. <laughs> You're asking about genitals. Do you know if the ma has genitals? <laughs> <laughs> that you can identify from the inside. <laughs> the ma is beyond such things. Interesting. So you do not have any that uh, any of your own people who perhaps uh, they devote their lives to the study of this more? Oh, the oh. metabolists and the high priests know very much about the Ma, but the. beyond the deepest, darkest places and the below, there are the consumed. We do not go there. The consumed sounds awesome. What are the consumed? <laughs> those who tried to flee, those who the Ma saw unfit to exist as a living creature. They Good. dwell there cursed for all time. Gross. Sounds like us soon. Shall I show you to your hut? Do you wish to rest? The workers could use help if you wish to go tan hides or... Yes. Cool. I'll go to, I'll go to the hut. Okay. Harithax will go to the hut. It's definitely big enough for the five of you to lay down. I kind of take off like my armor and all that stuff and throw on some like simple work clothes and get ready. Nice. They kind of show you um, how they go near the crashing gates and harvest some of the membrane there and stretch it out underneath kind of the... F- phosphorescent lights of the the walls and it slowly tans and they can use it for like vellum like thick paper and those other kinds that are much thicker that they can like be wound together into like long ropes and things they would use to repair stuff it's a really versatile substance and since the maw regenerates it just seems to grow back faster and stronger did anybody go with me uh chris we'll go with so you basically see me immediately fall into this like almost trance like work state. Every like everything I do, I'm just like, okay, I know how, I do this, and I, I know how to do it. Just, <laughs> just make yourself right at home. Strip down to peasant clothing. Join the work detail. <laughs> <laughs> and they totally accept you, and they're willing to teach you the things like because it's a very foreign process to you, but it's pretty easy to pick up with their instructions. Yeah, I'll learn anything they have. I'll learn their jokes, whatever, everything I can about their like worker culture. Okay, there's not a lot of like humor, but they seem to have a good nature amongst themselves as they work. I will tell them uh, proper draft ro- jokes oh, as we no. go. <laughs> they don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like beyond them. All yeah. of the punchlines are things they have no concept of. <laughs> sure, sure. So, toward- that sounds mean-spirited. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're super like uh, happy to have someone else helping them. They think like, this one's good. Like This one wants to be part of the cycle. Um, I know I'm not a priest, mm-hmm. but when I get to the hut and I'm kind of out of sight, Haruthax is going to attempt to do some kind of commune with the firstborn. Mm, I like and it. And see if this entity is like some kind of, because Artyom described it as having some kind of semi-divine presence. Somewhat, yeah. And it seems like the sort of thing that might be somehow related to my patron. I love it. Um, is there anything you're doing in particular to enact this sort of communication? Um... I will, well, Augury only works for 30 minutes. That's something you're going to do in the next 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. In the past, you've made like tinctures to kind of put yourself into a sleep that seems to be easiest to like really get okay. some word. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll get my herbalism kit out and, and, and cool. make a, a tincture. Okay. Um, and you do, it's very quiet here and calm. Um, it has like this warmth, like inside of a body warmth. It's very comfortable to you. And you drift off into a little bit of a sleep and you feel the tethering of white roots pulling around you. And you don't get pulled into the earth, but you can like feel like reverberation kind of echoing through them into your body. Where have you gone, my child? We have entered a cousin of yours, some creature. <sighs> yes, the strong one indeed. A great power that sleeps under the earth. I feel its movements above my domain. It is not very asleep right now. It is of my kin. It is the strong that will feast on the weak and make them its. It has gathered worshippers. You can learn much from this creature. Very well. I meant to ask if this was something we should end or obey. If you have the power to end this, do. Do you want to give me any goodies? (laughs) Such a sacrifice would yield great rewards can you tell me anything about this creature is there a way out anything you can do many ways out but at what cost and you feel the voice kind of drift away okay well that was fun <laughs> that was awesome um so 
so uh Christ uh towards the end of the work details yeah, yeah. just he, he take two. just to be clear real quick you're like just watching people work i just want to yeah, do a picture yeah. of my awesome that's chris great. chris is like just watching and studying and trying to you know figure them out and towards the end of the work detail he's he kind of joins in slightly maybe towards the end and it's just mm-hmm. like so uh what do you guys do for fun you know they kind of look to each other confused and a little bit during times of great harvest we get extra food we spend time close to our families we listen to the stories of the metabolist as he communes from the maw. Lessons it has learned in its eternal life. Lessons of the elders who founded this land. And she offers you this, like, water skin. Yeah, Chris will take a sip, yes. It kind of tingles going down. It's it's still, like, a little bit acidic. Um, you think they've probably adapted to it in their lives. But it's it's drinkable, and you could hydrate with it. But it's not ideal drinking water. Mm. <laughs> kind of battery acidy flavored. And slowly the uh, walls start to dim, and things start to get a little bit darker. And everyone, just like clockwork, kind of goes back to their homes they're not like it's not like this creepy curfew everyone into your house kind of thing but everyone's like work is done thank you like give them give them the old like firm handshake kind of pat on the back confused by it but they just kind of go with it like pat you on the head for a second and like (laughs) brush their hand across your chest for a moment i'm way into it (laughs) oh sure these strangers touch him and he's totally fine (laughs) arvid gives him a hug and he flips out well this is fantastic this is so much better than the rock the 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 membranes you could do so much with it Oh, if only, if only. And they let you keep a little chunk of it, like a, like a scroll's worth, a leathery vellum. Um, and you guys are escorted back to your hut to rest for the night. And something about the warmth and the calm here and the dimming darkness and just kind of the natural, like even just being in here is like being like at the mother's breast, just like you can feel the heartbeat. Um, and you fall asleep pretty easily. Um, there's no real sense of real danger or anything. Yeah. Are there guards or patrols or anything that walk around? Do they have external light sources or is it just light from the creature? Ah, um, you know that there are guards who walk around, um, and there's not a lot of light in here when it's nighttime, but they okay. still, or they're just kind of patrolling by sound and they know the area very well okay. because they lived here their whole life. I was going to say, cause, cause presumably if they're all human, none of them can actually see in the dark, which would mean that, that Artyom and Haruthax could go on a, a spy mission if they felt so inclined. If you felt so inclined, you could, you don't detect any presence of their existence of having dark sight. Okay. Um, none of them seem to see naturally in the darkness. But you noticed when the hunters were leading you back, even through perfect darkness, Ducal was leading them. I'm going to get some nice, good, old-fashioned work to sleep. Nice. That's a good kind of sleep. Mm. Um, and then in the morning, um, the light rises, unless you want to do anything during the night. Um, they do seem to be like guards, kind of like walking around constantly, like taking a peek like at your hut, making sure the outsiders are both safe and not causing any trouble. Uh, you guys all notice, like, I like you probably wake up to the sound of me grabbing my tools and absentmindedly throwing on my clothes and getting ready to leave for work. <laughs> nice. I look at Chris and I'm like, I think they've gone native. Uh, I, I agree. Arvid has sworn allegiance to the <laughs> hunter person. Artyom is completely entranced by this work detail. Do these things have mind control powers? This is... Just good, wholesome people. Morty, was that you? Yeah, I heard a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and you realize Morty's still outside of the hut, causing mischief somewhere. Oh. And then a guard, like, brings him, not, like, carrying him, but, like, escorting him, like, you beast. <laughs> and he's got, like, a big, like, he's got, like, a, a haunch of some kind of exotic animal. Like, it's white with, like, black stripes going down its leg. Morty, what did you get into? You went into the warehouse. He seems really proud of himself. So this is probably when I return from my, like, quick, because I, I mean, I do a little extra work while they're sleeping and I'm like I come back and I'm like I hand like a giant stack of this membrane to the nearest worker and I'm like alright thank you <laughs> good dog I rub him and it gets like all the weird gooey shit all over him. Yeah, he still has like stuff from inside of this dungeonish like entrails like bits of the gooey boogers and stuff like stuck under his flaps mm. he loves it <laughs> what did you clean I looked at the guy who brought him in and he gestures kind of towards that creek where all the water comes out of. Give him the old okay and then go out and there. And he kind of does like this kind of gesture and like makes a motion of like moving away from it. I don't understand. Do not bathe in the liquid. Take it with you. Gotcha. We, will, we drink it. Basic sanitation. <laughs> but yeah, your, your speak with animals with Morty has ended and he's just yeah. in the hut kind of chawing on this big, what you guys would recognize as like a zebra leg. And he seems like really excited about something. Like, <laughs> I do the bathing thing. Like I look for somebody doing the same and I just like. Some other workers, they like grab some bowl of membranes and pour it over themselves, and the acid actually works very well to clean your body. Um, it leaves you feeling tingly. I come back. This is gross. I smell like a party. <laughs> Did you find anything interesting, little buddy? Do you want me to follow you? Can you lead us in there? And he looks out, and like the hunter's like standing at this. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. 
He probably didn't like that. It much. seems like after that they actually left someone near your hut to specifically, specifically <laughs> just watch and make sure the dog doesn't get out. <laughs> Uh, so when the morning comes, the light slowly seeps into the village of Craw through the membrane, causing a very strange kind of dawn. Um, and uh, a figure enters your hut, and it's the small elderly woman named Mother Mish. And she sets down kind of like a, a thick leathery tray with little cups of this like liquid that looks like it has mushroomy debris floating in it. And it's warm. I just take a big slug of it. It's like mushroom tea. You're probably pretty into it. Awesome. Um, everyone else, it's kind of weird. Kind of oh. mud, mud puddly. Oh, boy. Um, Did you enjoy your night in the village of Craw? She just sits down and like, crosses her legs. and I'm sure you have many questions. More comment. I strongly recommend you employ some kind of musical pattern. I find that rhythm tends to help with repetitive work. Music. I've read about that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I kind of like start a simple like pat rhythm on my leg. She seems to, like, think about it for a moment. I will take this into great consideration. You could even work in time to the beat of the heart. I will talk with the workers, if the metabolist approves. I was told that you could tell us um, about where, how the, the craw came to be. Oh, yes, a very long time ago. There was a group, the pioneers as they were. They were consumed by a young maw. They refused to surrender. They decided to fight and make a home for themselves, survive here in this place, and become one with the Great Maw. It provided all they needed, constantly and voraciously consuming around it, gaining things they would have never dreamed of on their own. And they learned to not take too much, but only just what they need, for the greed angered the Maw and punished those within. Greed is no longer part of our society. Necessity, and that is all. And the mall provides. All we need protects us from the outside world. I love these people. So I'm quite curious. Has this mall ever had any children? Oh, such a thing would change the very world. We are the children of the mall. How would they know? The children would be external. Their entire existence is shaped by being inside this creature. Your concepts of what is inside and what is outside are not like ours. You may learn with time that what is inside is all that is. Perhaps what is outside is just a dream. As much as I enjoy this place, you have to understand that there will be no time for us to learn these things. Hmm. We have something we need to find. I see. But I do not wish to leave you uh, without help. Tell me. What things threaten you here? Only those who wander farther into the Maw have dangers, but you seek to leave the village of Craw? We must. That's very unfortunate. I don't understand why you would wish to leave. It doesn't make sense to me, but if anyone knows of a way out, it would be my metabolist, Garul. And I came here to give you some news. Uh, part of the celebration is there is soon to be a ritual of consumption. And outsiders are never allowed into such a thing, but due to the timing of your arrival and the providence of your appearance, it has been deemed that you are worthy to witness the ritual of consumption. And once such a thing is done, I imagine that uh, Garul could give you the information that you need should there be an exit to this place. Thank you very much. We are honored. I know a thing or two about ritual consumption. Well, there's no time like the present, I suppose. Where they will be ready as soon as you are. I think they're preparing things as we speak. I was coming to kind of rush you, as it were. Well, I will have a group of hunters escort you to the Chamber of Consumption. I will not be joining you. I will be dealing with things here in the absence of Garul. Uh, but you will be welcome to witness the great ceremony and learn much about our culture and the power that the Great Ma holds for all of us. And uh, she leads you out of the uh, hut, and a group of hunters move you all to the southern side of the village, past all the huts. And there's sort of a mechanical series of events that happens as they kind of open up one of the walls, um, almost like this huge sort of flap um, with like large bony ridges that hold it up like a, like a skeleton frame. And it starts to slide to the side. It seems like people probably don't come through here as often. It's mostly just to the north that people come and go. And uh, they take you through a very long winding chasm and you, leads you into a wide opening and the first thing you hear is this kind of deep like rumbling like the bubbling of some kind of liquid and a strange green light fills the cavity and there over this massive bubbling pit of green liquid 
there is this platform of flesh, and atop it there are robed figures, one of which much taller than the others. And laying on top of it there is a huge stone circular altar. And this is the ritual of consumption. I thought I'd been some strange places in my time, but a bunch of guts full of worm-worshipping yahoos has got to be the strangest town I've ever laid eyes on. Is that even a town? Well, like a colony? A, a clan? A cancer? Ooh. Storm, this is probably the first time such sights have been received in broadcast. I, for one, feel honored to be seeing such strange secrets live. We're sure to learn more about them and witness even more firsts next time on the League of Ultimate Questing. Another episode of LUQ wrapped up. Uh, just want to go around the table and thank everybody for participating. I'm Zachary Barkas. I am the editor and producer, and I am also playing Artyom, the cleric of Sun and Suffering. My name is Alante Barakat. Uh, I play Chris Zagran, the crystalline sorcerer, a custom origin made by law. And my name is Samantha Frost. I'm playing Arvid Ulfmund. I'm a barbarian slash druid. My name's Law. I'm the Dungeon Master and Creative Director at Slapdash Studios. My name is Michael. I play Heruthax, the Dragonborn Warlock of the Firstborn, a custom patron created by Law for this game. Uh, I want to take an extra moment to thank Zach for all the work that he's putting in on editing and Law for his amazing work GMing for us. Um, he runs this stuff off the cuff and leaves us in stitches every episode <laughs> when we don't do it to each other first both from laughing and from injury yes, <laughs> yes. both yes <laughs> yes as we as we continue to play things get more and more lethal and real stitches may occur um but if you are enjoying keep in mind new episodes of the luq go live every monday with bonus content posted by law every friday you can listen to us at the new url the luq.com or wherever podcasts are available if you have questions for the show, are interested in advertising opportunities, or have ideas for fake ads, contact admin at slapdashstudios.com. Follow us on social media like Facebook or Twitter and Instagram, all at slapthedash. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, uh, and we can all continue growing and questing together. All of our advertising is word of mouth or via our social media platforms, so any shares that you give hugely boost our signal. You can also advertise in the real world by wearing an LUQ t-shirt available off the Slapdash Studios website as well. Uh, but until next time, we wish you luck.